the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. If we feel the totality of the circumstances rises to the level where we're concerned this person might be mentally ill, we need the power to take every firearm they have away from them and bring them to a mental health facility. 39 visits did not meet that standard? 39 visits, assaulting students, assaulting parents, taking bullets and knives to school. Did that not meet that standard? Well, which 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 are you speaking about specifically? You seem to know about all 39. Well, there's I know there's one Florida statute well, where if he's no, no, sending me, messages me threatening, case. if he's sending messages threatening to kill people, that right there under Florida state law. Who did he send the message to kill people to? BuzzFeed, AP, Reuters, Yahoo News no, all what, reported that what, was to other students. Who was the victim? It was, well, it was Reuters sent to other students. Dana, Reuters can't be a victim. The only person who could be they a victim is an individual. Him. Sheriff is what so I'm if saying. an individual was threatened and it was real, that's a crime. But it, if he's posting yes, things... they were threatened with death. They were threatened that they were going to bleed. They were threatened that, that they were going to be killed. Well... What's your specific case? And he had already taken bullets and knives to school. He had already assaulted people. He assaulted his parents. He assaulted one. other students. 39 visits. And this was w- w- known what to the, 30, to the, you're to the intelligence visits. and law enforcement the, community. You're, now, I'm not, look, I'm not saying that you can be everywhere at once. No. But this is what I'm talking you're, you're about. We have lit- to follow up on these red flags. You're, you're not the litmus that meets test. The, doesn't you, that meet the You're standard? absolutely not the litmus test for how law enforcement should follow up. You're wrong. There weren't 39 visits. Some some of them, they were GOA. Some of them called from other states. To say there were 39 visits, I don't know where you got those facts, but you're completely Media. wrong. Did well, they report it inaccurately? They, they reported inaccurately. So the crowd is cheering when she says media because they think that it's Fox News. It was CNN. CNN that reported that. And many others. Yeah. But the I TV, mean, CNN, I believe, was first. <laughs> right. So give me the 39. Give me the 39 visits. So I th- part of it is I, there were 39 visits reported by CNN. I don't know that all of them were in Broward County. Eventually, okay. the sheriff gets to that as his 15th mm-hmm. line of defense. He says, mm-hmm. well, I don't think all of them were here. And I, I think that's I don't think he was there for all seven years where these went on. Here's the here's the ones just from. Uh, since 2016 okay february 5th 2016 broward sheriff's office deputies told by an anonymous caller that uh this killer then 17 had threatened on instagram to shoot up his school and posted a photo of himself with guns information was there forwarded to uh to jeez to bso deputy scott peterson oh boy a school resource officer at this at the high school Okay, so this is Scott Peterson, the guy who was cowering behind the uh, uh, the, the the concrete wall. At least that's how it's you know we, this, that's what we know right now. Okay, uh, September twenty third, twenty sixteen. A peer counselor reports to Peterson that uh, this shooter had uh, possibly ingested gasoline in a suicide attempt. Man, I wish this went differently. Uh, was cutting himself and wanted to buy a gun. Uh, a mental health counselor advises against involuntary uh, committing of this student. Uh, the high school says it will conduct a threat assessment. Uh, five days later, an investigator... Look at how many warning signs. he makes. They take our children with a class two lookalike firearm, otherwise known as a finger gun. They take our children and they they scare the hell out of them. But here's a kid that goes on Facebook, says, I'm going to kill people in school. Then I'm going to kill myself. He has guns. They know about it. We'll investigate. Are you are you kidding me? I mean, that's 
It's incredible. Five days later, investigator for the Florida Department of Children and Families rules Cruz, uh, the killer is stable despite fresh cuts on his arms. His mother. He's stable. His mother says in the past he wrote a racial slur against African-Americans on his book bag and then recently talked about buying firearms. Uh, A year later, uh, a YouTube user, as we know, with the exact name of this killer, posts a comment stating he wants to become a professional school shooter. The comment is reported to the FBI, which fails to make the connection to South Florida. In fact, doesn't even go through the process to send it to uh, South Florida. November 1st, 2017, uh, Catherine Blaine, the cousin of this killer, calls uh, to report that that he had weapons and asks that police recover them. A close family friend agrees to take the firearms. Uh, November 29th, Palm Beach County family that took in this killer after the death of his mother calls the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office to report a fight between him and their son, 22 years old. A member of the family says the killer had threatened to get his gun and come back and that he has put guns to others' heads in the past, end quote. The family does not want him arrested once he calms down. November 30th, 2017, a caller from Massachusetts calls uh, again uh, to report that the killer is collecting guns and knives and could be a school shooter in the making, end quote. A deputy advises the caller to contact the Palm Beach Sheriff. Caller to the, this is now January 5th of this year, a caller to the FBI tip line reports that Cruz, uh, it's all right. That this We're idiot, trying really hard, not, trying to really hard. The, yeah. not to use the killer's name. Uh, that this murderer had a desire to kill people and could potentially conduct a school shooting. Information never passed on to the FBI's office in Miami. On and on and on. 39 total. These are the last, this is the last batch of them with all the detail that directly you know, relates to and that the within hours of this shooting, the name is brought to the attention of the sheriff and the sheriff has a file on this kid. Right. Because they've now released 911 tapes I mean, uh, about him, uh, not from the shooting, but from previous incidents uh, where the police were activated. Let me go to Mike also in Florida. He is a police officer in West Palm Beach. Hello, Mike. How you doing, Glenn? I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Long time listener, man. I've been uh, following you for many years, even when Thank you were you. on Fox. And uh, Thank you. A few points I'd like to make. Uh, part of the problem is the state attorneys, the sheriff's office, the police departments, they handcuff us so much when we're trying to do our job that nothing gets done. They put these restrictions on cops. They say one thing, we're going to have felonies. We're going to do great things. We're going to look into these things. We do, and then nothing happens. And therein lies the problem. So uh, tell me, because there there is uh, speculation that uh, there were there were restrictions put on uh, the cops and self-imposed on the sheriffs uh, for a myriad of reasons that actually uh, kind of helped grow this situation. Have you heard anything? I don't want to get more specific than that because we're still verifying. But have you heard anything like that? No, it's 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 even on a broader scale than what we're talking about now. It's from your basic burglaries to your gun calls to your guns in schools. We sweep these problems under the rug because they don't want the attention brought to the schools. Mm-hmm. It's a negative reflection on the school to have these problems. Look at the community Parkland is. It's affluent kids. 
I mean, it's a nice area. I used to live about 15 minutes and work about 15 yeah, minutes away from there. It's, I mean, it's, it's a nice area. It's, a, I mean, you, in the course, great. yeah, I, I, there's a lot of, rep, um, a lot of people speculating about, you know, some of the, uh, reporting standards that went along with this. And we're looking into some of that, um, to see how much there is to it. There's a lot going on around the internet on, you know, maybe the motivations of these officers or, or, or of this program. Yeah. Um, not the officers leads to, uh, Bad incentives, I would say. Um, so we are looking into that stuff as we as we go on here. Uh, but it, you know, it's important to confirm before we go into it. Mike, do you know anything about Scott Peterson? Um, no, uh, you know, just just from what you hear. I mean, don't know him personally. I mean, was he a? Is local news doing anything on him? Was he a? Is it possible that this was a, a vet that had PTSD or? No, um, but I'm. What I hear from the guys yeah. is, uh, you know, you, it's hard to judge an officer, what they do, how they do, how yeah. they respond, yeah. what's going through their head, where they're located. And as soon as they get a scapegoat, one of these political guys, yeah. even our sheriff, where does the blame go? It goes immediately to the guy on the street. It doesn't go to the underlying problem that maybe the school should have two cops. Maybe um, we should have a quicker response times. Maybe we shouldn't have deputies lining up, having to get clearances before we go into an active shooter situation. Thanks, Mike. These, I, are, these are the problems. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Let me go to Steve in South Carolina. Hello, Steve. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, sir? Great. I, I really appreciate all that you've done, and, and I've been listening to your program for a very, very, very long time. Thank you. Yes. Um down here in South Carolina, we had a police officer that shot an unarmed black man, uh, I think it was about roughly two years ago. Yeah. And I would get in debates with my friends uh, about anything that really needs to happen. I'm, I'm a 100% disabled vet, retired military. I've been over seven times for combat, all wow. special forces. Wow, thank you. And I appreciate that. And it's all training. It's all training. And if someone, if that would have happened uh, in the military, not only would that person who shot the, the unarmed guy gotten fired and disciplined, but everybody above him would have been disciplined. And so if, wait, wait, wait. So the, the sheriff that froze, everyone above him would have been disciplined? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the main reason for that is, then someone will come in, someone else, and they'll emphasize training. And after years of basically every leadership getting in trouble, leadership will start understanding that they're responsible for all their deputies. And then they'll start training them harder. They'll start making sure they go to the right classes. They'll make sure they're ready instead of just throwing them out there and saying, well, if he gets in trouble, that's him. Um, Steve, is would you understand if he was a vet and this was PTSD? Not, not understanding the the sheriff for putting him in that situation, uh, and not seeing that that could be a possibility. But could you see that that is a possibility of of something that happened? I I hate to say yes or no to that question, just because I obviously I have severe PTSD and I've run into situations afterwards since I've been out where I run right towards the problem still. And, um, but I have no idea what he's been through. I don't know what, I just don't understand how you didn't run into that school kids, how you didn't 
bust through all the yeah. kids who are obviously running out. You didn't go through a window. You didn't do whatever it took to get in there is beyond me. And, and, and again, you do have a point. However, if he was going through the right training, yeah. the, the sheriff should have seen that. Yes. And said, we need to pull you off of this, give you another, give you another job, or we need to have you out of here. Steve, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. And uh, um, I'm sorry for your, your loss of um, the use of your body. Um, but, my children uh, uh, have a chance to be free and make the case for freedom because of your sacrifice, and I appreciate it, Steve. Thank you very much. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio.